Our texts for today actually come from two places in scripture. The first comes from Acts 17, verses 1 through 9, and then we will be reading from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. We'll begin with Acts. After Paul and Silas had passed through Amphipolis and Apollia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days argued with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and rise from the dead, and saying, This is the Messiah, Jesus, who I am proclaiming to you. Some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews became jealous, and with the help of some ruffians in the marketplaces, they formed a mob and set, out the, set the city in an uproar. When they were searching for Paul and Silas to bring them out to the assembly, they attacked Jason's house. When they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some believers before the city authorities, shouting, These people who have been turning the world upside down have come here also, and Jason entertained them as guests. They are all acting contrary to the decrees of the emperor, saying that there is another king named Jesus. The people and the city officials were disturbed when they heard this, and after they had taken bail from Jason and the others, they let them go. And now from 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 1 through 10. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of, Thess of the Thessalonians, in God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers constantly, remembering before God and the Father your work of faith, and the labor and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you, because our message of the gospel came to you not in word only, but also in the power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we prove to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and the Lord, for in spite of the persecution, you received the word with joy, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of the regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you, and how you turn to God from the idols, to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. There was a, a, a meme on social media a few months ago. Maybe you had seen it. It is a picture of a townscape. So you kind of see a street, 
people walking down the street, maybe there's a park nearby, cars going down the way, and you see a building of, of a church and it says, this is the church. And then it points to another place, maybe it's an ice cream parlor, maybe it's a laundromat, and it says, and this is the church. And then it points towards a restaurant and it says, and this is the church. And it points maybe towards the woods nearby, and this is the church. Of course, it was trying to get at a point that the church isn't just a building, but that the church is anywhere and everywhere. Now, there's a, it's a cute meme, but it's only half right. Yes, the church is more than just a building. In fact, it really isn't a building. We call the buildings that we call churches really are church buildings. But you can't just be anywhere and be church. It gives in some way this sense that if it's just me out in the woods somewhere, I'm having church. And that's not really the case. The church is about a gathered people. It is actually a people, a people that are gathered by Jesus Christ and they do certain things together. The design of the Christian church, Disciples of Christ, states and describes what a church is in this way. That the church appears wherever believers in Jesus the Christ are gathered in his name. And it continues on by saying, transcending all barriers within the human family, the one church manifests itself in ordered communities bound together for worship, fellowship, and service in varied structures for mission, witness, and mutual accountability, and for the nurture and renewal of its members. You get that by being a people gathered together. You don't necessarily get that by being at a restaurant or a library. Now, our passages today stem from the Apostle Paul and his journeys throughout the Roman Empire. Today, it focuses on the town of Thessalonica. Thessalonica was a major city in the empire, it was on kind of a, a busy road um, that kind of gathered people all together. This was a place where there was a lot of affinity towards Rome and, and towards the gods of Rome. And in, in the today's chapter in Acts, Paul is there with his partner Silas, and they are preaching the gospel, preaching the good news in the synagogue. And we hear that a number of the people in that town were persuaded. But that upset some people. It bothered some people. And so they were looking for Paul and Silas. They could not find them. So they basically grab Jason, who was the person that gave them um, shelter, gave them hospitality during their stay in Thessalonica. And they are upset. And they even say that Paul and Silas are doing acts of sedition against the empire. And in fact, they say something that is rather interesting. 
They say that Paul and Silas are busy turning the world upside down. Turning the world upside down. The Geneva Notes states that wherever they went, trouble followed. Into whatever country, the Geneva Notes says, that they, the, and place they come, they cause sedition and tumult. In short, Paul and Silas were troublemakers. Paul says in his letter to the church at Thessalonica that they were being troublemakers and the church was being troublemakers. They themselves were turning the world upside down and they were a community empowered by the Holy Spirit that faced persecution. The witness of Jesus made them an example and it made them an example that other churches wanted to follow. And this didn't happen because of what they did necessarily. It wasn't because they were necessarily a church that did a lot of protesting or resisting against the empire. It didn't get there because they supported this political person or not this political person. What happened was that they simply lived their life. They came together as a community. They came, they worshiped, they gathered together and broke bread together, and they did acts of service together as a community. This all happened because they believed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, and they were empowered by the Holy Spirit that was growing inside of them. This is what allowed them to gather together for worship, to pray with one another, and to break bread together in the Lord's Supper. It was simply by living their lives, gathering for worship, and worshiping the one true God that they were able to upset the established order. Worshiping God and God alone was something that challenged Rome. Because of course in that time, in a different places throughout where the, the Romans had conquered, it was okay to worship the local gods, but you had to give worship also to Rome. And the church didn't do that because they worshiped the one true God. They had a way of changing the world without necessarily being active in a resistance. They were the ones that questioned the practice of infanticide by just living their life. They cared for the sick when pandemics swept through a town. They cared about the rights of women and they encouraged them to be a par active part of ministry. All of this was simply how they lived their lives. And that is an important lesson for the church today. We, as we bear witness to Christ, we are called to be a community that lives our lives, not necessarily in whatever political stance we have, but simply in our own lives, empowered by the Holy Spirit. The church in Thessalonica was an example of hope. Paul commends that church for being steadfast in hope, and it is a hope in God and in the kingdom that allows 
the people of Thessalonica to deal and be able to move forward despite all of the setbacks that they faced, especially the persecution that they faced. And this is such a characteristic that is needed today in our own churches, especially now. As you can see, we're not necessarily worshiping together in our churches. And also, we worry a lot, especially right now, as we're not worshiping in our churches, we worry, are we going to have enough money? Are we dealing with a shrinking budget, even though there are still bills to be paid? We wonder and worry as we become a smaller community. We wonder how we will survive, what will happen to us. And yet, the church in Thessalonica reminds us to have hope because it is hope that allows us to come together even in times of adversity and to continue to be the church. And it is having hope, having hope in Christ, having hope in the future heavenly hope that allows us to deal with the present. So where is the church? The church is wherever the people of God gathers. The church is where the people gather to hear the word preached, to hear the bread broken, to give of themselves in acts of service, to give of themselves in acts of giving of their money. It is to live their life and by together living our lives, we will change the world. We don't have to be anything special. We just need to be faithful and to have hope. Thanks be to God. Amen.